0: just saw up on the early show on uh, CBS, Joe Biden close to announcing question mark, no. which I've been hearing for a couple of months now, I think.
1: Once he does, all questions
0: will be answered. Yes, won't they? The road
1: re- before us will become clear.
0: Now, I remember this happening with uh, Rudy Giuliani, Fred Thompson, huh. Rick Perry, number of people that, oh boy, wait till they get in. And then they just fell off the table. Well,
1: I don't want to steal the thunder of one Philip Klein, who's the executive editor of the Washington Examiner, but I think he and I may have some similar ideas about the great Joe Biden. Philip joins us now. How are you, Philip? How are you doing? Oh, we're doing great. It's, it's nice to have you on.
0: Should I preface this with, I agree with, what was the old Secretary of Defense for Bush and Obama? Oh, Robert Gates. Book? Robert Gates. I never yeah. can remember his name. Robert Gates who said, everybody likes Joe Biden. Mm. Robert Gates went on to say, "But but he's been wrong about everything his entire <laughs> life. But everybody likes Joe Biden. Seems like an incredibly likable guy.
1: Let's start there, Philip. Would you agree? I'll take that as a maybe. Philip, are you there? Yes. Uh, would you agree, Joe? Pa- uh, Joe Biden, uh, a hell of a nice fella.
0: Um, I actually would not agree. Oh, okay. Um, I think that he had. Uh, um, like often displayed a nasty streak
1: uh, throughout his career, and you could go back and look at tapes from early on in
2: his career, saying, but, "You know, he's what a great IQ he has over other
0: people." Okay, well, this has been this has been a good time. Yeah, and yeah, we, we had problems with that all the way around. I yeah. don't think he could hear us properly, and. We can hear him. And, I don't know. There the, are a number of issues. It says up there, you don't need to try to get him back. I'm not feeling it. Um, he, uh, Joe Biden's popularity is about to nosedive, is Philip Klein's article. He's oh, yeah. the executive editor of the Washington Examiner. And what's your, I would rather hear your explanation of it anyway. Well, Why do you think Biden's popularity is about to uh, nosedive? He is the perfect example of being
1: great in the abstract, because most people think he's a nice fella. He's yeah, got a I, good I, sense of humor. I disagree
0: with Philip Klein. That is yeah. his vibe. I mean, he's been around forever, and people on both sides of the aisle have liked him forever. So.
1: Comes from the working class. He obviously had a very close relationship with his son, who God bless him, died young from cancer, and
0: as opposed to his other kid who died in a car wreck.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and listen, he's he's and really wife. he's he's well liked in a lot of ways. On the other hand. Joe is an incredibly flawed candidate. He is best in the abstract. He is, you know, it reminds me of various rom-coms I've seen where the chick falls for the gorgeous guy in the gym or the coffee shop or whatever and is ignoring the much more modestly handsome but but really kind fellow, blah, 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 and ends up uh, recognizing that the super handsome dude is just an idiot. Or, or cruel or whatever, Joe Biden is much better in the abstract. He's a bad candidate. He's he's too old. He's gaff prone He has a history of saying things that are utterly unacceptable on the left right now. And, and everybody knows it, but he's such a big name. They're pretending that he
0: will continue to be a force. You thought Beto had a, a backlash? Wait till old Uncle Joe gets in. I'll ask Sean this just because you follow a lot of these sorts of things. Do you think there's a waiting? Obviously, that article about Beto in the new Republican slate, those were ready to go. I don't think they wrote those on Friday afternoon, do you? I think you're right. I think they had those in their holster because they're ready to come after Beto. Do you think there's that laying in wait for Biden that's coming from the left? It's similar,
2: but it's instead of kind of opinions, he's not with us enough. It'll be tapes of him making arguments from the 80s, right? Right. He's just got far far too long of a track record. There's way too much game film on him for people to pick nits from. Which is one of the
0: reasons we don't elect hardly anybody out of the Senate or the House, is just, you've you've got a whole bunch of votes and comments out there. And votes are incredibly easy to twist, to
1: damage somebody with, even if they agree with you 100%. I
0: voted for it before I voted against it. The famous, that probably kept John Kerry from being president.
1: Right. You know, it's an extreme example, but there are so many you could cite that uh, there's a bill to end slavery and kill all the slaves. And you vote against it. And for the rest of your career, they say he voted against ending slavery. And it's just the way politics works. So yeah, anybody with a track record is incredibly vulnerable. And Joe Biden has a track record practically as long as the U.S. Navy. I mean, he has been a—he's been a senator since what? He was twenty-nine.
0: Yeah, he got. And now he's (laughs) seventy-seven. Too long. He got elected as a twenty-nine-year-old before he took—he won the election before he took the oath. His whole family was in a terrible car wreck. His wife died, and one of his kids, right, and another one in terrible, uh, terrible condition. And he almost decided not to take it. But, uh, yeah, then he he took the oath office as a 29-year-old in the U.S. Senate. Yeah. I mean, it's a heck of a thing for what's-her-name AOC to become a House member. But the U.S. Senate at age 29. Yeah. And listen, I'm not anti-Joe
1: Biden. I think... You know he's he's a little goofy, and he's tried to run repeatedly and gets like two percent, but which is left out of the discussion because cable news is desperate to get you to pay attention and be excited about whatever. It's like the phony play-by-play guy when it's thirty-eight to three and there are seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, saying, "Well, Jim, the Browns' offense is so explosive. Anybody who counts them out is just full of them. No, they're out. You can't count them out. They're out. <laughs> So so it's phony, but I say that I don't dislike Joe Biden. I could have voted for him in the past. He's a moderate guy. He's, I don't agree with him on everything,
0: but he's a reasonable human being. If I'm voting Democrat, I could easily vote for D- Joe Biden to be president. Sure. If I'm, you know in some sort of weird situation where I'm forced to vote for one party or the other. Right, well that um,
1: would yeah, that would be like, you know, being in an African, uh, you know,
0: dictatorship and that would be a nightmare or Russia. But, but okay, well things are going to get things are going to get real interesting and again we've only got 596 days to go, but we've got to settle this. That's a little unfair because the first debates are in a couple of months. Right. And the candidates start getting chosen in 9 months. Um very much like the NCAA tournament,
1: the March Madness. You got to win your first bracket game or you're out. Yeah. And if you enjoy the sport, those first, often the first round games are incredibly exciting. But
0: I'm trying to remember the people that were everybody was excited about and then and then got nowhere. Giuliani, Fred Thompson, Jeb, um people that were just, you know, why do we even have the election? Obviously it's going to be Jeb versus Hillary. How quickly did that collapse? My memory is pretty damn quickly. Right. That like as soon as Giuliani get it got in. His numbers plummeted. As soon as Jeb was in, his numbers plummeted. My boy
1: Scott Walker went from, you know, seriously might be the candidate to gone in like a week.
0: So if that happens with with Biden, if he jumps in, immediately a couple of articles come out in the New York Times, New Republic, whatever. They, they got their pieces ready to go. Right. Here's what he said about segregation in the 70s. He drops off a cliff because you can go back to the seventies. Because he's the current front runner. Yeah. Um. Then it's Bernie. Yeah. I guess because Bernie is around and people are taking shots at him and he's hanging in there. Well, at, all, at 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 a twenty some percent, he might. I don't know. I although don't know what's I was happen. told
1: his popularity has dropped by like ten percent in the last few months. I haven't, I haven't I, seen those numbers. I just heard the headline. Um. He's Joe, still way ahead of everybody. Everybody else is single digits. Biden. will probably lead with that tape where he was apologizing to Clarence Thomas. For asking him about sexual harassment, because they made a fairly big deal of that during the Kavanaugh hearings. Those are the the video pieces that are ready to go attacking him on hashtag Me Too stuff. And you know, if I'm like uh, another Democrat that I'm 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 more fine with than a lot of them, Amy Klobuchar, uh, she could hammer Biden over the head with that. Kamala Harris will dispatch him in two and a half days with the hashtag Me Too stuff. So yeah. I, I
0: uh, but then oh. who emerges i yeah i boy my i know the college student i was talking to said i don't think it's anybody that's being talked about right now is going to be the person i wonder too wow that's an astute observation like in gavin terms? gavin comes in you know late in the game pete but a yeah. Yeah, like yeah, giggity but-
1: but- i believe is how you pronounce it. That guy's good yeah. he's yeah. pretty good or or yeah, i think gavin
0: I think Gavin. God, Gavin would get a lot of attention fast. Gavin
1: Newsom, the incredibly, the eye-meltingly handsome governor of California.
0: I really think he's like.
1: Makes Beto look like the ass end of a frog. I I mean, he is just, (laughs) Gavin is blinding, do not look upon his prettiness with thine eyes.
0: I think Gavin Newsom is 40% of the way there. And just pretending he's not. He sits around at
1: night like a high school boy fantasizes about seeing a girl naked. He <laughs> fantasizes about
2: 1600 Pennsylvania Yeah, And you can
0: picture him winning.
2: Yes. yes. Tur- turns the 2020 race into a battle of the tans for pay. <laughs> <laughs> huh? You yeah,
0: got the orange paint versus the, the fake and bake. I, the I, great I wanna...
2: fake bake battle of 2020.
0: You know, that's the first time anybody's pointed out. Gavin is surprisingly tan. The
2: bed, You're way way too
0: tan. the spray, the he... bed, the spray. <laughs> Even in the winter, he's very, very tan. You know, I got to call my daughter. She works at a fake bakery. Actually, I got to ask what? her what, uh, uh, like, uh, reception and scheduling and that yeah. sort of thing. I used to fake bake, so I know how it works. You know why I fake bake? Because we ha- we got trade at a radio station and worked out. I would have never done it otherwise. <laughs> One, one I couldn't afford it And two, it's kind of off-putting yeah. But we got And I was poor at this point in my life yeah. And we got free, unlimited tanning sessions So, we all did it Yeah, they told her she has to
1: be tanned to work there
0: Yeah, so exactly she,
1: she does the, the spray thing Because oh, she's okay. not going to do
0: the bed thing right? I endorsed it So I had to, you know, what am I going to be, pale me Endorsing right. a tanning bed? Did you have the, uh, eye, uh, the white eye sockets like the president? Yeah, yeah, absolutely Fabulous Absolutely, <laughs> looked exactly like that. It's terrible for you, right? That's what they say. Yeah, yeah, a little cancery, man never hurt me. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: I think the loss of community is one of the biggest consequences of automation and artificial intelligence in the way they're changing work. It used to be you got a lot of community from the workplace because you knew that you would have a lifelong relationship with a single employer. And that was true whether you were a blue-collar worker at a uh, at a uh, production facility and your spouses get to know each other through the union picnics, or whether you're a white-collar worker at a CPA firm and, and you and your spouses get to know each other at the firm dinners. Um, that model is fading away. People in my generation are likely to change careers more often than our parents change jobs. And this has serious consequences for our understanding of uh, of community, of where we fit in. Um, and there are some very ugly things that will move in to fill the void if we've lost that sense of community, that sense of identity that used to come from the workplace.
0: That is an interesting thought, and that is Peter Bugigig. Correct. <laughs> who's running for president. And I didn't want to talk about running for president anymore. I've, I've had enough of right. that. But I just heard that clip that was from Morning Joe today, and that's an interesting thing to bring up. Okay, and I want to talk about it. Can but, but I've heard people say
1: Buttigieg. I don't know. I, I watched or, the interview. Or which is, if he's like Slavic, that would be correct. But we really need to nail that down at some point. Buttigieg? No, no, no. It looks like Buttigieg.
0: Well, I know. I, I'm trying to remember how I heard it pronounced. I think it's Buttigieg. I think that might be it. I yeah. saw, it's funny. I saw the interview on Fox with Chris Wallace, one of those shows over on Sunday. And that's the most impressive guy I've heard from yet. Then just in terms of being interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's crazy smart. He's a mayor from Indiana.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Bend, the home of Notre Dame University, which I don't think is a coincidence. It's pretty brainy. It's like, you know, the research triangle of... Of uh, North Carolina or, or Palo Alto, California or whatever—it's just it's brainiac city.
0: Now I don't know if I saw the entire interview. If I didn't, I saw ninety percent of it. But at no point did the interviewer or bring up giggity bring up being gay, which I thought that's awesome. I forgot he was gay. He, well, that's what he—that's what I, I almost said. He's trying to make you do. He's not. He's not trying to hide the fact that he's gay. He's trying to, and he actually said himself, I'm trying to handle it the same way Barack Obama handled being black. It's not part of the discussion. That's not why I'm running. Right. That's not influencing my decisions here. Right. It's, you know, to try to take that out of it. I was just happy that, you know, it wasn't a, well, as a gay man, you know, was the answer to every question. Or right. as a black man or as, right. a, as a woman or whatever. Right. The whole exactly. identity politics thing. I was yeah. happy to see what that, that's not making everybody happy. Uh, but he isn't necessarily the LGBTQ candidate, says USA Today, because he's not doing that. There are other candidates that are spending a lot more time talking about your LBT topics, and he's not.
1: Um, or your BLT topics.
0: So he was asked this question. It's my
1: issue. It's my issue. <laughs> now
0: I'm a one issue voter. I like the bacon a little limp. <laughs> I like the tomato crisp. Um... Uh, he, an interview, a Metro Weekly, a magazine for Washington's LGBTQ community, asked him if he's worried that he be, appears to be part of the status quo as a white cisgender man. He was asked that question. <sighs> oh, for God's he said, sake. Well, he said, well, if that's the case, then that represents progress, which, of course, he's absolutely right. No, it doesn't. If a gay guy running for office is now just seen as a regular guy, that's what you wanted, wasn't it? Isn't that what we all want? That's perfect. That is. That was what we all wanted. And he said we wanted to be judged by the content of our character. That's over, Daddy O. And he said, "My lifestyle, if you want to use that word, is pretty conservative. We live with our dogs in our neighborhood, or building a marriage, and hopefully, eventually, a family. That's just who we are. Pretty conservative. You know, I, I, interesting it's, guy. It's funny. I, I
1: I want to get back to what he was talking about."
0: Oh, yeah. I want to wow. get
1: back to his ideas. Yeah, how about that But whole that's thing? not progress. That's wrong. We need to be talking about, you know, who he loves and his identity. Because that's all that matters. Quick. That's his truth.
2: Now, I want to talk about his ideas. They're thought-provoking. Quick pronunciation guide? Yes, please.
1: So, Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. which, that's how you say it, that's how he said it, I should say. I checked.
2: <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. That seems to be the most
3: Buttigieg. common one. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. But, I, judge? It went from Were judge. You that, that nobody with a funny name like yours could ever get elected president? <laughs> <laughs> well, around here, it's actually an asset. You know, this is a community. We, we, you know, Say your own name, a, a Pete. Lot of East European settlement here in Southam. Best way to pronounce your last name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, around That's him. That was him saying his own name. Play that again. East European settlement here in Southam.
4: Best way to pronounce
3: your last name. Budij. But around South Bend. Just like I said. Butigig. You know why? Because I grew
1: up
0: around there and there's are Slavic people everywhere. Budij. How am I going to remember that? You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Bujij. yeah that stuff about artificial intelligence tearing apart the fabric I mean that's good stuff right there well and yeah the whole
1: lack of humanity, lack of connectedness we've talked about that a yeah. lot of, uh, but he, you know him pointing the changes in the workplace it's a good point
0: what's coming up in your news Marshall
4: uh, we got more chilling details about the Boeing Max 8 crashes an update on the latest roundup cancer connection case and NASA warning about the space herpes coming up
0: Oh, no, space um, herpes. I'd <laughs> like to be warned.
4: <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I'm like this texture. I was hoping it was pronounced Booty Judge just because it'd be easy to remember. Booty Judge. I can remember that. I think there might be unfortunate uh, witticisms made about him, but... How do you say it again, Peter? Buttigieg. Buttigieg.
1: Yeah. Uh, Or Buttigieg. Close enough. That's what I say. Uh, Hey, uh, thanks for the reminder, Hanson. So we were talking earlier this morning about this uh, documentary, Seattle is Dying, about how its compassionate impulses have have turned it into a dangerous, crime-ridden, ugly version of its former glories. And uh, that'll sound... Very familiar to many San Franciscans and, and and well and and San Diegans and Portlanders and you know all sorts of people. It's remarkably well done and it's very good and it's brave in Seattle. And we have it linked at ArmstrongandGetty.com. We've played clips from it. We probably will again. It's so good.
4: How about the news now at Phillips? Well we got uh, more details coming out about the tragic Boeing Max eight crashes. The pilots of the doomed Lion air flight in Indonesia last year. Frantically, were scouring a handbook on the Boeing 737 MAX 8 aircraft before crashing into the water. People with knowledge of the cockpit voice recorder contents telling NBC News the captain fought to climb after an anti-stall system pushed the nose of the plane down over and over again. As it turns out, the day before, an off-duty pilot in the cockpit of that Boeing 737 jumped in To help the crew disable the malfunctioning flight control system as it experienced difficulty. But then
0: they still flew the same plane the next day?
4: Doesn't somebody say, whoa, we better check and figure out
1: what happened there? Yeah, They pointed out that, and and listen, the plane is obviously goofy, and they got to figure it out, and they will. But it's been pointed out that the pilot of, for instance, I think it was the Ethiopian Air flight, had a teeny tiny... Fraction of the yeah. flying time that's required in the U.S. to pilot that jet. Yes, and Correct. and then you've got a situation where just a guy who happened to be deadheading in the cockpit says, "I know how to fix it," and that word isn't distributed to every single pilot, and just an immediate triple red alert. I think it speaks to those airlines. On the other hand, you know, one of the damn planes went down, and and what is looking like. Is the problem was immediately right. suspected. And I, if I heard about it, pilots heard about it. So there are major breakdowns here on just reasonable caution and, and understanding a, a brand new jet and its quirks. Right. It's just amazing.
3: In
4: another case, we got a jury ruling that chemicals in Roundup Weed Killer were a substantial factor in a California man's cancer. Now,
0: before you go any further. Yes. Because I've heard these stories my whole life and been misled. A jury deciding that Roundup caused cancer doesn't mean it did. Right. It's the preponderance of evidence in their opinion. Do scientists say that? Obviously, they don't, or you wouldn't be able to buy Roundup at Home Depot today. Right. Obviously, there's not enough science behind it. There's no way it'd still be on the shelf. So anyway, back to your story.
4: The jury now has to decide whether Roundup's owner, Bayer AG, is liable for Edwin Hardiman's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Which is what I had, and Mm -hmm. I've used a lot of Roundup in my life. But so is practically everybody else,
0: depending on what your lifestyle's been. But I've used a lot of Roundup. Oh, yeah. I got that very cancer. In the next phase of the case, the jury could... I also ate a lot of pickles and got that cancer. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I also (laughs) drank out a lot of plastic bottles and got that cancer. I mean, you know, so
4: what? In the next phase of the case, the jury could also award damages to Hardiman. This is the second time a case against Roundup has gone to trial. Last year, another California man was awarded nearly $300 million after the jury decided Roundup caused his cancer. That's a problem. I mean, because if it causes cancer, no way
0: it should be out there. But they're paying $300 million to some dude? And it stays on the shelves? That, that doesn't match up.
1: No. No, it doesn't. I'd
0: really, I'm would really. i trying to think who we ought to talk to to get a solid idea of, why of haven't, where the science why is on I this. Sued? I don't need $300 million. Give me one. <laughs> I'll shut up about it. I, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I that, wonder what I'd have to do to move forward with a case. Get a good lawyer.
1: Call these lawyers. Call the lawyers who uh, won for this dude. I'm sure they'd be happy to see you. They get a third. That's true. Yep. Shares in Bayer, by the way, have been off and since... And keep in mind, I recommended it, and usually there's a gratuity involved. <laughs> 10% is
4: customary. Shares in Bayer have been off since the jury finding yesterday. Meanwhile, Banking Rates has analyzed or 2017 data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and they have determined that overall, the average American, you and I, spends $164.55 a day. That includes your average cost of housing, groceries, (laughs) utilities, health insurance, dining out, entertainment, and more.
0: If you're Robert Kraft, add another $40 to that. Plus tip, again, (laughs) 10% is customary.
4: When broken down by generation, millennials spend the most on the uh, daily basis. Now that's interesting. $208 a day. That's interesting. It could be explained by college costs or child-related expenses. They say could be explained that way.
0: What what did you say all was included in that? Uh, for everybody, uh, yeah. Wh- when they're coming up with your one hundred and sixty four dollars a
4: day. All right, housing, groceries. Okay, so including housing, mm-hmm.
0: millennials are still spending more money. And they're like, hmm. Yeah,
4: housing, utilities, health insurance, Cold. dining out, entertainment. Rent's more expensive than home ownership, right? Depends. depends on where you are. Okay, depends.
2: Meanwhile, they don't ever tell you about maintenance.
0: I never had a. I never had. Um, rent anywhere close to my house payment. <laughs> right. The rent uh, is to too point.
4: damn high. On the Granted. other hand,
0: well, and, and on the other hand, adding to that, I also never had to replace a water heater at any rental I ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, or right. Or a roof or anything else. Ouchie.
4: Meanwhile, general Zier's People under the age of twenty-five spent the least amount on a daily basis, about ninety-two bucks. Because he ain't got any money. <laughs> what about be?
0: Generation XXLT, which I have named the generation that's still just being thought of, just a sparkle in the eye of a couple of people <laughs> in
4: love? <laughs> what do they spend per day? <laughs> and lastly, NASA is issuing a warning about space herpes. Reporting, that... I'm sorry, Joe, you've got space herpes. Um. What happens? The virus has flared up in rocket astronauts. Well, Ooh. son, I'm afraid it, it falls
1: off. And uh
4: wh- wh- wh-
1: what
0: falls off, doctor? Well, son. So our astronauts are getting space herpes, so you don't have communication with them for a while. Hey, what happened there, astronaut Jim? <laughs> I don't know. Must have unplugged the video camera or something. He was getting it on with a Martian. Wow. <laughs> Is that it? The research. They do things with their tentacles you can't
4: even imagine. <laughs> The tentacles. (laughs) Yes. Why would they have tentacles? (laughs) Move about Mars. About flippers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The the research says the extreme stress put on the body by space travel causes a suppressed immune system. When the immune system is suppressed, once dormant viruses are then able to reactivate. You know, according to Star Trek, the women on
0: other planet planets look like women here only. Hotter in like kind of weird ways,
1: and often you know different colors,
0: like yeah. green. But other for than that, instance, very right. much just like a really hot woman, and they're really horny. And then Captain Kirk would get with them.
1: Probably <laughs> got the space <laughs> herpes. Probably <laughs> really? He uses a you know cream to keep it in remission. Oh jeez, <laughs> uh, Spock recommended it.
4: Well, Bones
0: did. Who's the doctor? <laughs> yeah, but Spock. <laughs> never mind.
4: Reports say the longer the spaceflight mission, the more the viruses seem to reactivate, which obviously could pose significant risks to astronauts. Keeping over in time. mind, there's herpes simplex one and
1: two, and it's a uh, two is uh, shingles, and virtually everybody on Earth has it. Fascinating. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Mister Doctor, Mister Spock. Mr. Dr. Mr. Spock.
4: That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Poor Scotty never got space or peace. Nobody will get with me, (laughs) Scotty
0: said. Hmm? No.
1: I don't know. Why don't you go on the Internet and read some Star Trek fan fiction? (laughs) (laughs) See how old Bones fares with the ladies or, you know, whichever way he swings. Joe's going to do the high voice on this. Here oh, we go. <laughs> oh, that that a little early. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the
0: end that it really
3: gets intense. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: coughs> All right, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation.
1: Strong
0: and Getty Show. Well, I learned about the Electoral College today, which is good for any sixth grade social studies class. So we'll see what we take on tomorrow.
1: My parents had to bribe my way into the Electoral College. Mm. Uh, So uh, we were talking about herpes earlier and friend of mine who happens to be a dermatologist is quibbling with what i said based on medical school herpes uh uh hsv2 is not shingles friend chickenpox is shingles hv2 was traditionally thought of as genital herpes while hsv1 was oral herpes cold sores that is changing a lot I of got genital
0: that one that is terrible i yeah. don't know where oh. i got it uh-uh. Well, you can
1: get it as easy as can
0: be. Know, my wife doesn't have it, thank goodness. I've never given it to her. A lot of
1: genital herpes is now caused by HSV-1. In any case, neither causes shingles. That's chickenpox, which is varicella zoster virus, also known... It's ...my doctor friend as herpes zoster. Hence my confusion as someone who knows as much about medicine as a dog knows about Sunday. <laughs> At the old country saying goes <laughs> thank you for the correction that's it's a, very important because it's a funny saying because because <laughs> people are always going by my medical recommendations yeah that's good to know though here's, here's a good idea just because you have the herp doesn't mean you've you've been acting horrendously and you know for maybe you have or or and and he who is without horrendousness shall cast the first stone okay, all right all right Having graduated from seminary, I can well, I didn't exactly graduate. My mom did.
0: So March Madness starts tomorrow in full swing, and as has become a um a tradition, Warren Buffett, one of the world's richest men, is offering a million dollars a year for life. Well that, That's Warren Buffett for you right there. That's Warren Buffett, who knows people, human nature, midwestern guy. He realizes a million dollars a year for life is way better for anybody than giving him $50 million or something. Mm. I, I think that's probably why he does it. But yeah, you could survive that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd First sure year, you buy cars in the house. Wait a second. I, I spent almost my entire amount of money already. Right. Now I have no money for like regular stuff. I need to learn a little discipline. Next year, you get a little more in control. Right. As opposed to... You and your friends just, we can do anything, anytime! And you end up with herpes. <laughs> Warren Buffett's offering a million dollars a year for life. his March Madness Bracket Challenge, with March Madness starting tomorrow. But this way, only Berkshire Hathaway's 390,000 employees are eligible. In the past, he's made it a nationwide thing. Mm. Uh, you have to correctly guess which NCAA Division I teams make the Sweet 16, assuming nobody else wins at the same time, then you split the million. Uh, in the past, it's been for getting a perfect bracket for anybody, the odds of that are uh you can't do it. That's what the odds are. 1 in 9.2 quintillion. But so yeah, just have to nail the sweet
1: 16. Yeah. Oh, meaning you
0: Yeah, okay. And so then you, you split, split
2: it... every one of the first two games correctly and you split it with everybody else in the company who did that.
0: Yeah. You're a more likely wow, to be, be cool. you're more likely to be hit by a falling satellite than get the entire bracket right. Hmm.
1: Unlikely, in other
0: words. <laughs> One in 9.2 quintillion. Quintillion. There's not an R in there. Quintillion. Which is 9.2 billion billions. Well, I'm sorry? It's so almost 10 billion billions. A, 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 wow. You That's can't, what a quintillion is. I don't think the human mind can conceive well, of you a number can't. like that. No. That's why I said I you know can't. mine can't. That's why it just says you're not going to. Right. Although, right. you know, it has to be something.
2: So you're saying
0: there's a chance. There is a chance. So does he have the rule that you can
1: only submit one bracket? I, don't I mean, Because with computer technology today, you could it'd take a oh, while, right. but they, yeah. they would print formulate out every single possibility. Yeah, absolutely. And you just hand them this enormous stack. Let me know, <laughs> is what you'd say as <laughs> you handed it, it in. It checks out,
2: to <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll
0: be right here.
1: Hilarious. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is anybody doing a bracket? Is this the first year ever that there's nobody doing a bracket around here? Is that how not fun we've become? Was there one last year? I can't remember. But I'll do no, my it's... mascot bracket, but that's yeah, not in any sort of that, official capacity. I remember I remember in years past when there's been a big thing on the wall and people are collecting money and, you know, it's a lot right. of fun and sports and illegal gambling. You know, uh, old Pete Buttigieg using the company copier
1: was talking about this. Oh, what's it there for? Um, he was talking about the lack of connectedness in yep. work and, yep. and, and we've absolutely observed that. Sure.
0: Now the quicker I think, turnover alone. The idea that are gonna people are gonna change jobs and careers so much, just that alone. You're not gonna know your your spouse is not gonna know their spouse and right. your kids go to school together and blah blah blah.
1: The world of media is so volatile right now, I think I had assumed, just to the extent I'd thought about it at all, that it was Because of, you know, budget cuts and and staffing cuts and just the nature of the business. But it could be that, you know, people in many, many
2: different businesses have the same feeling. I don't know these people around here. Yeah, that kind of throwaway line that Pete had in that segment that we played earlier about how people his generation will change careers more often than his parents change jobs. Yeah. That's big. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that not having that, because you spend, it's sad to think about. But you regularly spend more time with the people you work with than your kids or your spouses. I mean, it's just it's sad to think about. But and and the fact that we're not doing that over long periods of time and building those kind of lifelong relationships anymore is, like he said, it's going to leave a vacuum and bad things can come into that vacuum.
1: I would agree that's true. And and of course, as we've discussed, there are many examples where that lack of connectedness has crept in. Um, virtually everything we do all day long is just not the same. Uh, you know, it occurs to me, my dad, after he left the military, uh, worked for two companies his entire adult life, uh, which is crazy by modern standards. Sure. Uh. Final thoughts with Armstrong Gennie. That guy's uh, lost a number of jobs. I happen to know. We're just we're giving him a break, giving him a chance. He's got space or a piece. Here's your host, no, Joe Getty. <laughs>
4: wow. I, I think HIPAA forbids you saying that. Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, I tell you, I'm off to invest in Powerball, looking to win more than half a billion dollars later today. And once again, I've made up my gifting list. Once again, awards to Armstrong and Getty staffers will be based on how they've treated me over the last 48
3: hours. <laughs> that
2: was wise and fair, Marshall. Oh, yeah, that's a wise idea, Marshall. Well handled. Positive, Sean. Your final thought. Oh, uh, yes. The Elizabeth Holmes documentary Inventor on HBO is quite good. I think uh, people should check it out <laughs> and see what uh, she was promising to do with a single drop of blood. What would she sound like if she had a cold so her voice was even lower? Oh, the, the vials and vials of <laughs> blood that are normally used. Very nice. Michael
4: Ainswell, final thought. Hey, Mom, will you drive me to my polling place, please? My teacher's giving us extra credit for voting.
2: There you go. Nice. That's
1: a
0: funny one. That's funny. It's still a little of my thunder
1: there, Michael. Very selfish.
0: Jack, final thought for us. So, two things. Remembering Marshall's playing the lottery, I have to give Marshall his foot rub after the show. I don't look forward to it, but he's going to get me in his good graces. Cool. <laughs> And secondly, I think this Peter Buttigieg is the guy I'm going to pay the most attention to, at least uh, as things are going now, just because bringing up some interesting topics.
1: We shall see. My final thought, the Electoral College is going nowhere. The Supreme Court will be nine justices. Children will not be given the vote. Just stop it. (laughs) And I will accept a wager of any size. And any reasonable timeline from all takers. How
0: about changing the way we do the Supreme Court? The number of justices? Well, There's all kinds of options being thrown out there. Age limits, term limits. Uh, that could happen. Yeah, I think that could happen too. It's unlikely, but it could. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: So many people that judge so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some really, really good clicks for you. You can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
3: See
0: you tomorrow. God bless America.
4: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you,
2: and good night.
4: <laughs> and the show's over. <laughs> what?
2: Bye-bye. I think you're right. i got to get lower. Lower. <laughs> I think Davis's. this is lower than that. Yeah, I think this is probably better. This yeah. is... Armstrong and Getty.